Hello, everyone, and welcome along to the Wellness Platform Podcast. I'm your host, Libby Ranger. In these episodes, I hope to inspire you to find balance, happiness, and health so that you can flourish in all areas of your life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm doing a solo chat. I wanted to talk a little bit about lockdown and do like a lockdown edition and offer some kind of tips and ideas and just have a like a chat. Um, for those listening from New Zealand, obviously, we've been put back into a level four lockdown for the mean, meantime. Um, and for anyone listening from Australia, obviously, a lot of you have been in lockdown for a long time. I work with some girls from Melbourne and I feel like they've never got out of lockdown. I feel like they've been living lockdown life for like over a year. Well, they have been living lockdown life over a year. And so I think, yeah, first and foremost, I just want to like preface that we obviously have been so lucky in New Zealand. We've had so much freedom. I felt like for a while COVID didn't exist. And I know that's even like such a privilege to be able to say that. We had our four-week lockdown obviously last April and that was kind of that. And then we kind of just got on with it. And so now that we're back here again, it's a little bit like, it's like deja vu. And it's kind of like this time it does feel like it might be around for a little bit longer. Who knows? I'm not here to be doom and gloom. <laughs> but I did just want to say that like, I do understand that we've had it pretty good and we still do have it pretty good. We're in one of the safest, most beautiful countries in the world. Um, but just like anything, we have every right to feel the emotions of lockdown. We have every right to feel what we're feeling and to feel a little bit worried, a little bit on edge, a little bit stressed, whatever it is. We might even be loving it. Like we might be living our best life in lockdown and that's cool too. We don't need to feel guilty about that either. This episode, I've got sort of like five sections I want to speak to and offer some great tips and, and things to think about during lockdown. But I do not want, I would never offer an episode that's really preachy, that's like get up every day and stick to your routine and get dressed for work and put on your nice clothes because like it's so individualistic, the lockdown. And I always think about that. Like where I'm living, I can see lots of houses like on the view and I just always look out the window and I'm like, but who out there is living such a different lockdown? Like who is living with someone they don't want to be living with and stuck in a house with? Or what about families out there that are living in really damp, horrific conditions and they don't have much food and they don't have warmth and love? The, the generalized lockdown tips are not going to be for everyone about walking and staying on top of routine and stuff. So I hope these ones I do offer are just general and that anyone can do and they're not coming from a place of preach because we really do have to go with our emotions in lockdown. And I think some days it's going to be like you're going to want to, you're going to need that routine. You're going to need that stability and that structure. And then I think there's also just going to be those days where we're like, no, fuck this. I'm going to stay in bed and watch Love Island all day. And that's okay too. So I fully support all of the different, all of the different things. But I have got five um, sections I want to speak about today. And yeah, hopefully you guys take something away from this. If you do, I'd love it if you shared this podcast around with a friend or a family member who might find it useful. Um, share it on your Instagram story or leave me a review it really does help me to keep making the podcast, which I'm loving. So if any of you have attended any of my talks or you know a lot about like the stress response in the body, um, if you've studied much about anxiety, things like that, obviously a lockdown 
is a modern day stressor for us. So it is stressful to turn on the news or to hear through someone, oh, our our levels have changed. We're going into a snap lockdown tonight. And all our plans for the next day are just discarded and everything can shift in an instant. And so keeping in mind that for us as modern day humans, all of this COVID lockdown stuff is definitely like a, it's a modern day tiger for us. So our body and our brain is going to be reacting the same way in which we would with like a wild animal. And so feeling feelings of like not sleeping very well, maybe an upset stomach, maybe just feeling on edge or feeling overwhelmed. Any of those feelings are just, they're so valid and they're so normal and we can completely understand them from like a biological um, perspective. And so with that in mind, we want to, my, my concepts I want to offer are really just combating that stress and combating that anxiety and combating that uncertainty as much as we can and just gently like rewiring the brain and, and reassuring the body that it is safe, it is calm and it is relaxed. So my number one um, sort of topic is self-care and self-care being your personal number one responsibility. And regardless of whether you are a 25-year-old woman who just has to worry about yourself or you are living with a partner or you're living with your full-on whole family of kids or you're living with an elderly grandparent or you're taking care of someone who's unwell in the lockdown, coming back to the idea of like self-care is so important and it is about filling up your own cup and then you can be of better service to others. Um, it's, it's just an oldie, but like, it's always going to be true. And I know it's easier said than done sometimes when you've got other people and you don't actually have the space to like go and do a meditation or go for a walk, but just doing what you can to, to really address that within yourself. Obviously walks are like the hugest trend ever in lockdowns because there's not much else to do, but there's so much science behind why walking is so great for you and I would just that would be my number one thing with within the self-care category is just like getting that fresh air getting that sun that vitamin d we don't see it that much here in Wellington so when it's there just like basking in it like a lizard soaking it up because we get energy from the sun I think with with it with walking like from a physical perspective there's obviously lots going on walking is really good for our parasympathetic nervous system so it is like one of those quite calming things to do we're getting that fresh, fresh oxygen. We are moving the body. Quite often people are probably listening to something relaxing or something that's of interest to them. And when we're going for walks like in the sunlight, even if it's not sunny, say in Wellington today, it's like blue sky, but pretty cloudy. We are getting that natural light, which is so important for us when we're living this like lockdown lifestyle, when we're like inside most of the day, probably for most of us, in front of screens, whether that's working in front of our laptops, watching things on the TV or the iPad, going on our phone, it's like heightened. Like, yes, we spend a lot of time on our screens anyway, but it's even more so. It's like when we usually would be like out at night with friends, we're probably just staying in now and like going on our screens. The importance of getting out and getting that natural sunlight just does incredible things for all of those good neurotransmitters, those feel good neurotransmitters in the brain. And it it honestly cannot be overlooked. Like even just waking up and like, stepping outside and just looking up at the sky for a few minutes is just like such a great way to like clock clock in with your circadian rhythm and just make your body like wake up fresh air of course as well um also walking in nature where possible I know like for people listening you might live in like Auckland City Wellington City but 
if possible, like getting out in a reserve or a bush or a hill walk or going down by the waterfront, going to the beach, uh, if that's possible within your like radius. But just seeing that nature is going to be so much better for your brain and for your nervous system and for your hormones than walking like industrial concrete streets that you kind of aren't going to give you that same like stimulation and that same level of like endorphins moving and being physical is another great one whether that's like a hit workout whether it's stretching whether it's just like 10 minutes of an online pilates class or yoga moving it changes your state it changes your posture it changes how you breathe it changes the levels of oxygen that are going to be going into your brain and usually if we've done some sort of movement and we get we start to get those exercise endorphins that leads to like happier thoughts and happier thoughts might lead to us feeling like we want to do more with our day or feeling more optimistic about the lockdown. So I think, yeah, moving and walking and nature and vitamin D, we kind of know, well, we do know how great they are, but this is your reminder of really how great they are. And like, they are the lifeline for us in these times of like living inside. Okay. Number two, I wanted to talk about was, is connection. And This is like a huge one because if you've ever looked into like the blue zones, which are the areas in the world where people like live the longest, um, people have studied, okay, the people in like the small town in Japan, they live the longest on average out of all humans. What have they done? And quite often it's actually not diet, but it's more about like how they live within their community and how they connect with people and what support systems they have around them. And the thing, the, the scary thing about lockdown, which I often think about is people that live alone um and I really do feel for people like especially elderly people that live by themselves like if you know someone that is living by themselves do check in on them because isolation is literally a bigger predator of death than smoking loneliness actually kills it's scary but it's true like we're humans we're not born to like live alone and live in the woods by ourselves and like not talk to anyone we need that connection we need that warmth we need that stimulation and I think if you're listening to this and maybe you're like flatting or maybe you're living with a partner or like you've got some great family in your bubble that's great but you could take this as a sign to like really connect with someone who you haven't spoken with in a while because how good is it when you like have a proper good catch up with someone who you don't usually have time to speak to and you just laugh and you reflect on good memories it does wonders for you and it does wonders for them and I feel like for me even it can be hard like I've got friends in Australia and I'm like okay I really want to talk to Eliza this week and then the week you know you're both working and the week just gets away on you and it's crazy that like even in a lockdown we in this modern world can find find that we don't have enough time to speak to someone that we love so I think it's just prioritizing that and like almost treating it as like a coffee date. So say in, in regular life, you'd like be like, oh, hey, let's go for a coffee at nine o'clock in town. Doing that, but doing it virtually. So being like, who wants to have coffee at 10 a.m.? You both get your, you both make your coffee. You go on Zoom, you put your phone away, you're super present and you just have like a virtual catch up. Or, you know, if you really feel like you actually don't have time for that, like picking up your phone and sending someone a voice note, someone that you love, sending them a voice note of a really happy, fun memory or just like a joke or something that's going to make their day 
And, you know, you're probably going to have a really positive interaction with them after that because they're going to be like, oh my God, that was nice. They're going to be happy. You're going to be happy. It's going to be positive for both of you. And it's just those little moments of connection that when we can't physically be with people and hug them and touch them and hang out with them, we can keep that connection alive and keep that joy alive for each other. Number three I wanted to speak about is like not doing but being. And I think, again, it's like the first lockdown for a lot of, for me anyway, and for some people I know, it was like productivity. It was like, okay, we've got four weeks. I'm going to become a master at this. I'm going to work on this course. I'm going to do this. I'm going to like get abs. I'm going to do a handstand. And I think it's about not necessarily like chasing that hustle because we don't need more stress, like especially not around like work. Like this, I don't, I wouldn't suggest like being like, I want to really hit this target with work or I want to do some personal development around my work and my career right now. Like this time is for you. And I know a lot of us are working from home anyway. So using that other like luxurious lockdown time to actually do things for you and just being and like being okay with chilling and not like lockdown hustle. Like I put this question on my Instagram story the other day and I was like, oh, what's everyone doing to like take care of themselves in lockdown? And I didn't share all the answers, but like, I think about 80% of the answers were like going for a run, then a walk, then a run after work. Like I'm doing three things a day. And I'm like, that's so great if you genuinely are loving that and you're, that's what you want to do with your lockdown. But I also think we don't want to create this, like this culture of it, because I think maybe in some ways the lockdown, what we can learn from the lockdown is actually to just slow down and be more present. And I think keeping the brain active is really, really key. So maybe it's like reading a book that you've always thought you want to read, but it's quite a heavy and intense book and you don't have time. Like read a chapter of that a day or listen to podcasts or research something. Like I know that with all the things going on in the world with like North Korea and Afghanistan and like even things like climate change, like I'm definitely not educated enough. And sometimes when I'm scrolling on my Instagram, I'm like, oh yeah, like interesting, but I'll have to research that later. But like now is later. Now is the time to do those things. I've got like a few things on my to-do list that I've had on there for like months, like some taxes and stuff. And I'm like, no, there's no other time than to do that right now when I have like hours upon hours in the evenings and the mornings of time. So just being and allowing yourself to be and just like sitting and just not worrying too much about the hustle, but also just doing things that like interest you or doing like cleaning out cupboards or like sort of brings me to my next point, which is like fun, which is like making some time in your day for fun. And I mean like fun. I mean like being silly. I mean like playing Sims or watching your guilty pleasure show or playing a game on your phone or playing a board game with someone that you're in your bubble with. But like being fully present when you do that and not like, I mean, having competitions in the weekend, having cook-offs, like having whatever whatever lockdown fun things you've got. I'd actually love some ideas, by the way. Um, but doing those and like not multitasking. So not like playing a game, but then like having your work emails flowing through. No, no, no. Like being fully present and and allowing yourself to have like leisure time where you're doing things that bring you joy, concentrated, present fun and really, really enjoying it. Number, I think I'm up to number four, but the fourth point I wanted to speak about was just like the news and social media and updates. And I'm not going to speak too much about this because I, I 
used to be a little bit anti the news and then now I'm like, no, knowledge is power. Like we definitely need to be informed, especially in these times. Like we wouldn't know what's going on without the news. But I think there is like a fine line between like watching an update or, you know, reading an article and then putting that aside and then like that's you for the day. You know what you know, time to move on because I think it's very easy to find yourself in a place of overwhelm or overload if you do it too much because we've got like, we've got the TV, like we've got the radio, we've got, you go on Instagram and people are talking about it. Plus there's so much more going on in the world right now aside from our lockdowns. There's like flash floods it seems and there's like things with the Taliban and there's so much going on that it's like it can become very um, heavy and a lot to swallow. Like it's like, well, what's the point? <laughs> so I think it's like picking, picking what you need to know and staying informed, but also knowing that like it's not a useful thing to just be so consumed by the media. Um, it's not going to do your mental health any good to be overloaded with information and just yeah, just being mindful, having boundaries with yourself, like doing a check-in once a day if that's what feels good and then putting that beside you, behind you and just being aware who you follow and whose voice you're listening to. Because even for me, like I follow some people and they're not negative, they're not destructive, but by like having a scroll on my phone in the morning or whatever, I'm still seeing their like updates about the vaccine and the numbers and the cases and I don't need to know that like all the time without me knowing that I'm gonna about to get that information. Do you know what I mean? Like I want to know that when I want to know that. If I want to Google it, I can Google the cases. I can Google the lockdown predictions, whatever. But I don't want to be like having my morning coffee scrolling and suddenly I'm just bombarded with all of this updates that I didn't ask for. So for me, that might be like muting that person or unfollowing that person because that is going to be what's more beneficial for my mental health. And I guess just rounding out a few more things would be like to really listen to your body, especially in terms of like diet and food. Your body is so, so smart. It's so intelligent. All of the work I've done with clients have really cemented this belief for myself. Like the body is incredibly intuitive. It can heal itself. It can fix itself. It listens to what you're saying. And in terms of like food and exercise, just ask yourself, you know, like there's going to be days when you feel like having a really healthy, clean, productive day. And there's going to be the next day when you just feel like baking and eating all the baking and lying around and feeling sorry for yourself. And then the next day, your body might be like craving some stretching and some like self-care and some baths. And the next day you might be, okay, I need to sweat. I need to run and like be angry. Just listen because it will tell you what it needs. Like tune in right now what does my body need? What is it asking for? What does it want? What does my soul want? What does my stomach want? Just tune in and ask it. Meditation has been like my favorite thing to do in lockdown. It's one of those things I say to myself, I don't really have time for 10 minute meditation on my superhuman app or my insight timer app, or even just timing 10 minutes on my phone and just closing my eyes. So good for repairing that stress on the brain. So good for feeling more calm, for tapping into unconscious thoughts, meditation, great soul food, grounding in nature, amazing soul food, like putting your feet on the earth, deep breathing. Like if you feel like you're just overwhelmed by information or by by the future, oh my God, nothing's ever going to be normal again. Stomach breath, come back to it. It's your saving tool. Stretching feels good, especially like 
if we're working on our laptops all day, you know, stretching the muscles, getting the blood moving, legs against walls, put your legs up against the wall and just let that blood flow, let that circulation, let that parasympathetic all do its thing. Hydrating, eating vibrant foods, eating delicious foods for your soul. And yeah, I think that's that's my lockdown tips. Oh, one more would be like finding something to wind you down at the end of the day. So like whether it's like a yoga nidra or it's just lighting a candle and reading a book or it's just like having a conversation with someone in your bubble, but like having a little wind out essential oils in the oil diffuser, like putting on some lavender, having a bath, just finding something that at the end of the day is like your wind down and signals to your brain, like, okay, it's time to wind down before sleep now. Like one last thing, all these ideas are coming to me as I'm just speaking, would be to continue to make decisions and to take actions on like your goals and your commitments. What I mean by that is, for example, like I have a trip booked and I've been like saving for it. And now it's kind of like, oh, well, the trip's probably not going to happen. So what's the point? What's the point in planning anything? What's the point in saving? But these like keeping on going with these things will keep us more motivated because if we start to undo all of our goals, then we're like, we're going to undo like if I don't, ha- if I'm not motivated to save, I'm not really motivated to work. And if I'm not motivated to work, I'm not really motivated to get up. And if I'm not motivated to get up, then I'm going to be feeling bad. So for me, it's like, you know, we might have long-term goals. We might have like a wedding planned. We might have like a holiday planned. We might have just work goals we wanted to hit, people we wanted to go and visit, family members we wanted to go and see, but almost like act as if that will happen because it will happen. I mean, we'll get back there. These things, like we've had it before where we can bounce back and feel like life is normal. So keep saving or keep setting goals and just know that they'll happen when they happen. And maybe it's a blessing that you've been given more time to save even more or plan even more. But yeah, I hope you guys are having a good day. No matter where you are, what you're doing, please feel free to DM me on Instagram at the underscore wellness platform at any time. I'd love to hear if you took something away from the podcast or you're putting something into action in your lockdown but I will speak to you on next week's episode.